but when you're on the competition floor, you just got that you're jacked up on that adrenaline. And I mean, these are times for, uh, like you said, a lot of people may never go to the cross. There's many percentages, a high percentage that are never going to go to the CrossFit Games. But this is just a cool atmosphere to be a part of. You are listening to Apache Fit Radio, health and fitness resource for everyone. We exist to share helpful, meaningful information and have fun while doing so. Get ready to learn something new about living your best life. And welcome back to Apache Fit Radio. This is Mike. Hey, what's going on, guys? Tony here. Tony, how are you today? I'm good, man. Another day in paradise, as I like to say. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done one of these podcasts. I know, I know. Well, you know, that whole uh, December, November, January, it's crazy, man. Yeah, all of a sudden we're uh, we're more than midway through January. Um, expecting a, a little guy. snow tomorrow. You're a busy we, we are. We're busy people. Wait, are we? Really? Snow? Uh, so it's supposed to rain tonight and then uh, turn into snow around 8 or 9 in the morning. Awesome. And uh, we're supposed to get about three feet. All right. Good so you got to go to shop right tonight. All the bread in the world. All the bread, all the milk. Yeah, I never understood that until I had kids. And it is 100% the truth. Bread and milk go real quick. Really? Yeah, they do. They do. Huh. Yeah. Not for CrossFitters, I guess. Well, I eat bread. It's not paleo. Oh, man. Uh, so no, I, I think it's supposed to be an inch or two. Perhaps, you know, it's got to, everything's got to happen right, right? It's got to, the temperature's got to change. The rain's got to like, you know, there's that line that keeps moving and everybody wants to predict it and mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm good with no more snow. How about you? Uh, I could do, I could do with one real good storm. I mean, I, I put the work of taking my snowblower from my shed outside to my garage. So I, I, I kind of want to get at least one good uh, snowstorm. You want to use it? I do. It's taking over valuable uh, gym, gym garage, garage gym space. I have an alcove where it, it does fit, but uh, yes, I mean it's uh, it, everything is uh, situated uh, like Tetris in the uh, TP fit. So. Now, if we do get a big snowstorm, will you open the door and add it into a workout? Maybe you know thirty toes to bar, uh, push the snowblower to the end of the driveway and back. Thirty toes to bar, push the snowblower. No, because then I get snow inside the garage. Uh huh. Yeah. That's so what no. garages are for. No, not not my garage. <laughs> so Tony, you recently competed in uh, a competition, the the OC something, OC Classic or something, um, and it was a partner competition. You and uh, and Dave from the gym competed in the masters category. Yes, we are old. Tell me, uh, you are, I'm not. Tell me how it went. Uh, overall, we uh, we thought it went pretty well. Listen, it's, uh, it's always fun to get out there and just see where you're at from a uh, fitness standpoint uh, compared to others. Um, as I say, the goal of uh, when I do competitions is uh, not to get hurt. And I successfully, other than uh, skin off of my hand, uh, succeeded in said goal. And just so people know, that doesn't have to happen in CrossFit. No. We don't need, we don't need to be, uh, you know, losing skin on our hands. And I had wraps, so I still lost skin. 
Really? Yeah. Turkey or chicken? Chicken. Nice. Yeah. Um, so you guys finished in second place. That's awesome. We did. Thank you very much. Yeah. And he mentioned his hands. There was a bunch of uh, what was it, pull-ups and, and muscle-ups towards the end there. Yeah, the last uh, the last workout called for pull-ups, chest-to-bar, and then uh, bar muscle-ups. That's a lot. Yeah. Yes, it was. So it was uh, three workouts. Uh, I guess you guys started probably around 10 or so in the morning. Yeah, the um, our first – yeah, 9.30. Our, our first uh, heat went uh, off at 9.30 and then subsequently about two, two and a half hours uh, in between. And we got out of there, um, all things considered, uh, around three and change. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. No, not bad at all. So one thing I wanted to talk about today, since obviously, based on what you just told us, you're an expert <laughs> on competitions. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's what you heard? Okay. People, people at the gym, first of all, I'll say this there's, there's, there's two different things, right? When it comes to CrossFit, there is the training program, which is what we do at the gym. And then there's the sport of CrossFit. And there is definitely some overlap there, right? You definitely want, you know, we definitely push ourselves and and try to get better and better and better every single day. In order to do that, we need to, you know, dial up the intensity. We need to work on our technique. We need to work on higher skill movements, and all that stuff is is um, part of our training program. And then, sure, that stuff carries over to um, if you wanted to to compete in the in the sport of CrossFit. But people, um, you know, especially when there's a buzz in the gym, like you know, you and Dave doing it, and uh, Coach Bill did it with with Jim. Um, occasionally, you know, Coach Shelley will do a competition. A couple other people here and there. Um, there's a little bit of a buzz. People are like, oh, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should do a competition. And, and they'll ask you or they'll ask me, like, hey, when's the right time? When should I, when should I start competing? And again, I'll say this: you never have to compete, right? No, yeah. You and I can, you and I can go shoot around basketball and never play in an actual competitive game. But if you want to, when when do you suggest people uh, start to look for something, and and what are they looking for? Well, uh, in sparking some conversations with some with some other athletes that were there, there was a wide range of um, levels, and I think that's a very good uh, litmus test because in a lot of these competitions there are. Uh, different divisions, uh, modified, scaled. Then you have also uh, regular RX, and as I uh, partook in uh, masters, uh, old people. So, uh, but to answer your question, uh, honestly, I think anywhere from uh, having at least six months uh, of experience, because six months would allow you to at least go through a six different months, say if you're in there three to four times a week. I mean, you got a lot of, you got a lot of, um, you got a lot of info to build off of. Yeah. And, and these workouts, sorry, sorry, no, no apology. I mean, and these workouts, the beauty is, is that they're for everyone. Uh, I mean, they had knees to elbow jumping pull-ups in some of these, uh, in the scaled 
uh, modified division. So even if you can't do chest to bar or bar muscle ups, there's there's avenues out there uh, for mm-hmm. you. So, uh, but uh, that's a long winded answer to your question. No, no, no. I think you're right. I think that you know having at least six months is important. Kind of um, if if you're coming, as you said, three to four, maybe five times a week to our gym, you're you're going to see most movements right that you would yep. expect to to do in a competition um we love crossfit but the reality is like when when you do a competition you're somewhat limited you know what i mean like this isn't the crossfit games so you're not going out on uh you know a swim in the lake and getting on bicycles or you know doing any kind of a you know crazy hill runs or anything like that so the majority of the movements that you're going to see uh, you know, some barbell stuff, some dumbbell stuff, uh, definitely some gymnastic stuff. And, um, over the course of those six months, you're going to see like, okay, I've done these. And then where do you start? You mentioned the, the, uh, the scaled or the modified division, depending on what it is. Um, I think it's important to note too, that a lot of these, um, competitions are not just, uh, individual competitions. Like we mentioned you and Dave competed together, uh, Jim and Bill competed together, I know there's one in uh, uh, next month up in uh, up yeah. at our friend's gym at CrossFit Waldwick. Mm-hmm. That's a partner competition too, right? Yeah, it is. So that, that's something you can look at too. And you can kind of like say, okay, I can share the work a little bit with, with somebody like, oh my goodness, it says 20 pull-ups, but you know, it, it's 10 and 10. Yeah. And besides that, Having that, uh, you know, that partner or that team or or whatever it is, however it's it's uh, it's put together for that competition, there's there's just going to be some fun in that. You know what I mean? Anytime we do, a lot of times on the weekends, either Saturday or Sunday, we'll do a a partner workout, and it's just different. It's a different vibe. You know what I mean? It's great that you get a little bit of rest, but then it's also nice to just kind of like, you know, high five it, and is it and, rest and push each other. Is it rest? Well, it definitely depends on the day. It does it definitely depends on the day. I mean, we've been doing those for a long time, and and it feels it doesn't feel like rest to me. <laughs> it feels more like uh, uh, death. Uh, I did a partner workout last week, and um, yeah, I yeah. I don't remember too much rest. But, no, no. But it was fun. It was fun. It 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 makes it fun. The other thing too you can look at is like, all right, my partner is going to have some strengths, and my partner is going to have some weaknesses. And then maybe that's how you kind of figure out how to how to pair up, right? Um, I'll look at a workout, and if Tony's my partner, I'll say, "All right, you know, maybe this uh, this overhead uh, barbell movement, like he's he's going to crush that. You know, he can he can definitely put more weight up overhead. Um, but maybe something, you know, something different, something, uh, you know, uh, getting on the rower or something. I'll be like, all right, you concentrate on that barbell. I'm going to concentrate on the rower." You know, not yeah. that I'm bad on the head or not that you're bad on the rower, but we can, we can kind of divide that work and get that work done in a, in a faster time. Yeah. It, it, it just speaks to communication. Uh, it speaks to uh, camaraderie, especially the fact that, I mean, you're, when you go to these, uh, yeah, you're, you're vying for first, second, third, you want to get on that podium, but everyone's there to, you know, throw down have a good time. Um, it's, it's just like-minded people, um, all coming together. And I mean, people high-fiving each other that don't know each other, 
uh, people sparking conversations about uh, competitions that have never done one and uh, a seasoned vet, uh, learning about yourself and, you know, uh, threshold training, you know, how to push yourself uh, to that limit uh, per se. Um, and y- you oftentimes impress yourself during these. I mean, there are a lot of aha moments that you um, – you may not have inside your four walls, uh, but when you're on the competition floor, you just got that you're jacked up on that adrenaline. And I mean, these are times for, uh, like you said, a lot of people may never go to the cross. There's many percentages, a high percentage that are never going to go to the CrossFit games, but this is just a cool atmosphere to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm speaking of which, you know, uh, working off that adrenaline, you hit a PR this weekend, right? I did, yes. Uh, ground to overhead, uh, just pretty much. Uh, I pick things up and put things down, and uh, I was able to hit a PR of uh, two hundred seventy-five pounds from the ground uh, to overhead. And about that was is that I failed the first time, yeah, uh, on it, and I had thirty seconds left after uh, my partner Dave uh, crushed a crushed a, a ground to overhead. And I said, you know what, let me try it again. And I was able to uh, get under it and, um, you know, uh, successfully lifted. But yeah, uh, again, uh, I don't know if I would have probably if I was just training at home and I failed that first time at 275, I would have been like, this is really heavy. I'm not going to try it again, nor would I try it again in 30 seconds. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So but you did it. Yeah, I did it. And uh, that is a uh, personal record. Uh, for That's me. awesome. And, and a personal record after, after already doing like a nine minute AMRAP yeah. of like, uh, you know, wall balls and burpees and, and some ground to, to overhead at a lighter weight. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's impressive. You're absolutely right, though. I, th- I think people, you know, it's the same thing when the open comes up in, uh, in February and March. Yeah. Um, people kind of just push a little bit harder. Again, you, you you mentioned your goal and that's that's great that's number one like you know be safe and be healthy yeah. on the on the other side of the competition so we don't want anybody pushing themselves to uh you know to that failure point where you're getting hurt but you are going to find a little bit of a little bit of an extra push for sure for sure how how um cuz you look at these competitions probably a little bit more than i do um how early are the workouts typically posted? I would say that's anywhere between two to three months. Okay, uh, are posted early, uh, and the point is, and I, I person, I've never competed in one where, uh, well, I have. Let me take that back. The majority of the workouts, uh, the base workouts, are posted early. If you are lucky enough to make it to a final. Uh, say the top three or four make it to the last event. Typically, they keep that one under wraps of uh, not posting it or not sharing it. But uh, I love the fact that it, you know it allows you to practice and try and strategize uh, and uh, give it your best effort going into it. Not that yeah. you wouldn't give your best effort when you're there, but <laughs> <laughs> sure, it, it helps you to uh, to strategize and practice. Yeah. And knowing ahead of time, like you said that, I mean, that's even something where, you know, you, you could come into open gym time and say, okay, I, I know this workout. Maybe, maybe you're doing an individual, maybe you and a partner, you and your partner can test it out. Yep. hundred percent. 
you know, and I'm sure sometimes the first time you test it out, you know, you go in with these plans, you're like, Hey, you do this and I do this and it doesn't work. And that's, that's, what's nice. You said you have a, a couple months to, uh, to definitely. Yeah. Plan those, those it's, things. Is, um, yeah, we, t- I tell, I tell our athletes all the time. You, it's great to strategize and it's great to come up with a game plan. But as Mike Tyson always said, everyone's got a game plan until you get, or everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. That is and, true. And uh, usually that happens after the second or third round of something. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is not how I planned this is to go. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think knowing those, those workouts ahead of time too could potentially push you to gain some skills as well. Right. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you might see uh, double unders on there and, and you're consistently right now getting five or 10 double unders, but you're like, Oh, there's 50 on there. Or there's a hundred, whatever it is. You're, you're going to be working on double unders quite a bit more. Yes, you are leading up to that or, or pull-ups or, or you name it. Yeah. I, I mean, and, uh, these competitions, as you made mention already, they typically cover all of the, all of the big boxes that we do, uh, from a gymnastic standpoint, uh, pull-ups, uh, or jump row or anything body weight around those. And then you have a barbell, I mean, or a row or a ski or a bike. I mean, these are things that we do. If you come into, when you come into our gym for one week, 90% of what you would see on a competition you would see during our programming uh, daily or across that entire week. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So you're the expert. Didn't say that. Say, <laughs> say okay, it's, it's mid-January right now where we are recording this on January 19th. Mm-hmm. Looking forward, say February, March, April. Okay, say, say April, May. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody is considering doing one. Any any boxes to check? Any things to 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 think about? Yeah, um, of course. Uh, first and foremost is your confidence level. Uh, I mean, listen, it, it's going to take. There's going to be blows that you get leading up to it. There's going to be moments of trepidation, for sure. Uh, leading up to it. Did I do this right? Uh, should I not do this? Should should I not sign up for it? Do it. All right. The reason why I say it gives you, it gives you that added goal to train for. Uh, you know, listen, I train hard. You train hard. You hit those doldrums of uh, <laughs> November, December, when it's just uh, now. I mean, it is just it is dark out. It's cold out. You don't want to train. And then these competitions happen in the snowblowers in the garage, the snowblowers in the garage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, do it, sign up for it. Uh, that's step one. And then, and then have conversations with with your friends in the gym. And, you know, I always say something is, something is better. A competition is better to do with friends, uh, for sure, because you have that added a bonus of having a friend there, even if they're in a different division to cheer them on for them to cheer you on, uh, another, uh, another just, uh, shoulder to, or excuse me, ear, set of ears to talk to. Uh, and then I would say, uh, are you, 
are you checking the boxes during your workout weeks? And what I mean by that is uh, hopefully you're not <laughs> cherry picking uh, or anything like that. Uh, show up. And for, for those who don't know, explain what cherry picking is. Okay. So I apologize. <laughs> I'm remiss. I should have said that. Yes. Uh, so if I know that there is a, unfortunately, uh, if there's going to be strict handstand pushups tomorrow and I have to do 50 of them in five minutes, I, I, I may not hit, I may not have my alarm set for the right time. <laughs> uh, so you might miss picking, that one. Yeah, I might miss that one. So cherry picking is essentially just knowing that you're not good at something and subsequently deciding that, oh, I have a meeting or, oops, I'm not going to come today. But listen, uh, everyone needs something to work on. Uh, I don't yeah. care how good you are. Uh, I don't care how bad you are. Uh, everyone has to work on something. So uh, making sure that you are uh, consistent. That would that would be uh, number three. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, that's great. To add to that, um, obviously we have to be smart. You know, again, I'll, I'll reiterate that Tony said his his goal is to stay safe and stay injury free, yep. and, and and that should be for for all of us. Because, um, by the way, even if you win this competition, you're not you know you're not making too much money on this. No, no it's not the CrossFit Games. No. Um, so you really got to listen to your body. You know, um, just, just pushing yourself. If, if something is bothering you a little bit, uh, something's not feeling right. It's okay to, to, uh, you know, take a couple days off, um, you know, seek, uh, seek help from a professional if, if needed, um, your body, you got to listen to your body. I mean, that's a great point. It's you know best. I mean, I've learned over the years, uh, that, recovery is good rest is yeah. good you don't need uh hey, listen if you're in there seven days a week awesome you're in there seven days a week uh maybe you're not uh pushing yourself as hard as you need to on certain days but you want to get a sweat but yeah i mean um you know tomorrow uh i mean uh thursdays are my active recovery days and i coach uh on active recovery days and it's a great it's a great I, I mean i mean i've talked to mike about this i mean some of my uh for i have a whoop um, it, you know, on your arm or wrist and it, it tells you about your strain and sleep and all that fun stuff. And there are days when I have just as much output coaching <laughs> that I do some <laughs> days on, on when I work out. So yeah, I mean, it's rest and recovery are huge. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, just pushing yourself day after day. Um, can, can actually weaken you. You know what I mean? Yes. Like everyone's like, Oh, I got to keep lifting. I got to keep lifting. I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. And, and I'm going to get stronger. The reality is chances are you'll get weaker. You know, you just, yeah. you just can't, you can't push the needle all the time. Yeah. Cause you're going to be fatigued and you could get hurt. Yeah. If something is, uh, is bothering you, uh, like I said, you know, seek some professional help, talk to your coaches as well. Um, but, but you might need to, to take some time, you know, and, and, uh, it's okay if you don't make it to that next competition or whatever, if you're in this competitive mindset and you're like, I did one now, I'm going to do it in a couple months. Like if you, if you have some sort of injury, let it heal. Yep. Okay. Big picture is you'll be able to do, uh, you know, that next competition in six months and not just trying to be, uh, um, Tommy tough guy for, for one day. Not worth it. Not worth it. Um, Last but not least, talk to me about volume. 
what's typically uh, typically the norm in these competitions and and how that compares to uh, to what we typically do in class and and honestly why why it's okay okay uh, because I, I know your answer but why it's okay to um, you know still continue to just do one workout a day but then you know do this one-off competition every once in a while where it's a little bit more so what, what's typically the uh, the volume that we see in these competitions in in the one dayers uh, you're typically going to get three moderately uh, length time domain, um, anywhere between five to 15 minutes um, in length uh, from a, uh, you know, a time standpoint. Uh, anything longer, typically, um, those are more the multiple day um, competitions. Uh, but I mean, you are going to, and I think most people starting out, they're probably just doing a single day probably Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just to start. Yeah. 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 So you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're probably getting three events of five to 15 minutes in time, uh, across one day, anywhere between 9am to, you know, five, six, seven, depending on how large the competition is, how many contestants yeah. there are, how many different divisions there are. Uh, but uh, there's a lot that goes into it, um, you know, um, proper nutrition leading up to it, hydration, uh, sleep, uh, stressors, things like that. Um, I mean, that's that is something that leading up to the competition, you have to make sure that that's dialed in. Um, and I mean, that's that could be a whole I mean, we've done nutrition before, yeah. but that's a that's a whole nother um, podcast in itself in regards yeah. to that, but I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And, and I think what you said too, I think the, you know, sleeping well and hydrating well and, and eating well and, and trying to uh, minimize stress. I, that's the stuff we preach all the time. Yeah. And I think that stuff is more important than like, Oh, the, the competition I have on a Saturday in four months from now has three workouts. So now I have to do three workouts a day. That's not the case. No, it's not the case. And oftentimes, the competition is the easy part. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's to me, anyway. Everyone's different. Well, to the uh, expert. I, uh, I did not say that. Yet again. <laughs> uh, no, no, at no point during this podcast <laughs> has the word expert ever uh, come out of my mouth. But he did just say competitions are easy, though, right? To me, uh, I said. I'm just kidding. The, I'm the kidding. competition is it's actually the easy part. Yeah. The hard part is the training that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the it's the time you put in to leading up to the competition. Because again, yeah. you're talking about three workouts, five to fifteen minutes in length. I mean, and and for us, and I talk as a whole. I mean, there are often times when we have extended warm ups that are fifteen minutes long that you get yeah. a good sweat on, and then you have a workout, uh, or there's a strength session. That will be coupled with Fran. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of training that goes into a competition. And the competition is you just show up, you, you warm up for a little bit, three, two, one, go. You're done for another three yeah. hours. Yeah, you 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 mentioned like having an extended warm up or something. We I think you were coaching yesterday. We had the, those five uh, hundreds on the on the row. Like yeah. that that was a workout alone. Exactly. You're doing and then we got into the workout yeah, or, or like you mentioned, you know, going for, I think we were going for a heavy thruster before we did Fran yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And, uh, and you're absolutely right. That can, that can somewhat mimic 
um, you know, multiple efforts. A hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Now that's good advice. So any uh, last words about competitions? Sign up for one. That's it. It it gives you. Wait, so everybody should sign up for one? Uh, Well, I would say talk to your coach. (laughs) And if you want to, if you want to, right? Like most, most people are happy just going to the gym and. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, five in and doing those those partner workouts and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so if you want to, if it's something yes, you're interested in, you are right. Uh, sometimes Mike re- reins me in and keeps you back on the tracks. But <laughs> I mean, listen, it's it's a fun time. Or or even talk to your talk to your people at your box and you know maybe schedule an in house one. Or you yeah. know, again, those Saturday those Saturday partner workouts that we do and and a lot of the CrossFit community does. I mean, those are. Those are little mini competitions right there. I mean, yeah, those are fun. Those are really fun. And it really does uh, mimic what a competition is kind of like is you yeah. know, you're with a partner and you guys are banging out like a 20 minute um, workout and then you finish up and you're cheering, cheering someone else on. Yeah. And we, we've been trying to, uh, to to change those up a little bit too. We're doing some on Saturday. We do uh, sometimes on Sunday. We switch it back and forth sometimes just to get those Sunday people, give them a little bit of yeah. the, the partner vibe because sometimes it's not always the same crew. Right. No, all good advice. Um, so there you have it from the expert. Thank you. Nope. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, I think the next one, Mike, I think our next one uh, we should we should definitely dive into. We got the open. Right around yeah, the corner. Yeah, 100%. That is, that is definitely what we we're going to speak about next. Um, hey, Tony, real quick, in CrossFit news. Yes. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Tia Claire Toomey. The first, cross-le- first cross- CrossFit athlete to qualify for both the summer and winter Olympics. That's pretty impressive. Um, so Tia Claire Toomey, if you don't know who she is, she's won the – CrossFit Games, uh, speaking of the sport of CrossFit, she's won the CrossFit Games the past five years in a row. Uh, she's from Australia. Um, just, a, just an incredible athlete. But yeah, in 2016, she was in the Rio Olympics uh, as a weightlifter, um, snatch and clean and jerk. And then she just qualified for the 2022 Winter Olympics in a two-person bobsled team. Awesome. Wow. Right. Awesome. And still probably can get up. Uh, she probably hasn't CrossFit trained in yeah. months and still yeah, she hasn't been able to kick everyone at kick everyone's ass yeah. in, in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see. I mean, I guess, you know, the Olympics are in Feb- or February, <laughs> yeah. right? Is she going to get a pass to the games? I wonder because like, I, or is she going to be doing the open? I mean, I guess she just has to do for her 50% or something, right? At the open, just so. Yeah, and they, they used to, they used to give a pass to to they used to give a pass to past uh, winners, but I don't know if that's still the case. And she probably could do an event like uh, one of the major sanctional events later in the year to qualify, right? I mean, because the Wadapalooza winner gets, automatically qualifies, right? For oh, I don't know. Are they still doing that? I thought that they. I thought they took that away oh, last year. Yeah. It, it became like it, I don't know. Yeah. You could be right. I, I don't know. I can't keep up. That, that's yeah, one problem. I mean, we'll talk about that. That's one problem with the sport. Like you and I both love it and we can't keep up with it because no, they, yeah. they have changed like the qualification process a few times. So that's annoying. But either way, I mean, she'll I, figure I, out a way. Most open workouts, which we'll talk about next time, most open workouts, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes long tops. 
I'm yeah, sure she she'll, just, she'll still put up better numbers than, than we will. <laughs> she just, yeah, she just has to hit a number and then she moves to the next round. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then in March, she'll go back to CrossFit training and kill everybody in the, uh, in the CrossFit games this summer. Well, Tony, always a pleasure chatting with you. Pleasure. You guys at home. <laughs> you guys at home, uh, make sure to give us that five-star review. It helps get the podcast out to the people. Share it with your friends. And uh, of course, as always, let us know if you do have any questions about competition, about CrossFit, about anything. And uh, we will get that sorted for you. That we will. We, yeah, man. We will uh, see you next time on Apache Fit Radio. Thanks. Later. Thank you for listening to Apache Fit Radio. For more information on the podcast as well as everything Apache has to offer, head over to ApacheCrossFit.com to start living your best life.